0: out into the world with action. How to delegate and organize your life like a rock star. Hi, it's Diane here with an amazing expert on organization and delegation. Her name is Nicole Carver, and I've known her for several years. Nicole is a person who helps people live the life they want to live by taking off their hands the very things that slow them down. She's a lifestyle manager, expert, amazing woman on lots of different levels. She has a great family and a great business that she has created this amazing service for people. And she knows how to help you organize your life and delegate things, and work with things so that you can be more happy, more fulfilled, and more successful. So I'm so excited to ask Nicole all kinds of questions today. So thank you, Nicole, for coming to the show today to talk about these very important pieces for us visionaries. Well, Diane, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to be asked. (laughs) I think it's so important for people to understand what is a lifestyle manager? Like, I think that is a great description of what you
1: do, but explain to everybody a little bit about what that is. Sure. Lifestyle manager, we handle everything that is on somebody's to-do list that doesn't give them joy or make them money. That is So so that's everything from whether it varies person to person, whether it's filling the fridge and picking up the dry cleaning to planning travel or organizing the house. It looks different for everybody, what falls into those categories and what they don't want to be bothered with.
0: That is so amazing. So do you ever have people that you work with who are the, almost feel guilty for turning over the things they don't want to do? Because I mean, I was always taught just suck it up and do the stuff you don't want to do. And if it slows you down too bad. And so do you ever have any of your clients have trouble with feeling guilt for turning over those things?
1: I think we do. I think we're programmed that more so as women than men. We've watched our our mothers before us manage everything. But life has changed a lot. We want different things and we move on different paths. We have businesses, we have families, and you want to have the quality in both. So it's learning to let go of some and do some people hesitate? Yes. I say that there's one foot on the gas when they hire you. And then immediately there's the foot on the brake, like, oh no, what have I done? And I'm really not sure I'm ready to let go of this. So we sort of wade into that with our clients and it is a lot of relationship building and trust building and sometimes showing them we can do it exactly like you want it or sometimes we do it maybe better than they thought they would and the end result is exactly what they needed.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. So share with everybody a little bit about your journey and how you came up with this idea to create this amazing company around organizing and delegating and helping people take those things off their plate. How did this all start?
1: Well, my past business career sort of led me in this direction and then life, the seasons in my own life showed me the need for it as well. Um, I'm originally from Vermont, um, long way to end up in Florida, but we got here um, around the world a little bit. And when we moved to Tampa, I needed to take some of the skills that I had and be able to create a business that fulfilled me around my family's needs. And I had worked as an executive staff assistant for years, supporting C-suite level executives, um, government officials at different capacities. And it, the relationships I always had with them were wonderful. And it segued into opportunities to do things for them personally, as well as professionally. My own life, I found numerous times the different changes and different stories in my life where I needed support and not wanting to always depend on friends and family. Um, knowing what that looked like or where to find the resources was what's been created by Carver, encompassing Carver concierges. We are that one stop. You can call us to talk through the process, to figure out what you need, how we're going to work it out. And we have a pool of resources. And I thought, oh my gosh, had I had that, that would have made life so much easier for me, multiple, a multitude of times, um, during parenting and transitions in life experience and moving and now I can bring that all together for other people. That's sort of how it evolved. It was thinking of what I would have loved to have had.
0: Oh that's genius though too because you do bring so many varied things. It's from your life experience it all just coalesced together into this really great idea. So what are the biggest obstacles you've faced, maybe even internal obstacles that You've had to deal with in order to become as successful as you are. Did you ever have like doubt or worry or difficulty with creating what you wanted to create?
1: Um, doubts and difficulties. I think those come every day. We always have some self doubt, <laughs> right? Whether <laughs> and sometimes we jump in and say, "Of course we can do that," and then we figure it all out along the way. But you have to trust that. That if you're going to say yes, you you can do it. You know, I think you know somewhere deep down that you can. Um, but there have been some hurdles that once you get in partway, you're like, oh boy, now I really got to pull this rabbit out of the hat. And and we have, and it's a challenge, and it it makes me push beyond my own comfort zone every time I agree to do something, some that I haven't done before. Um, like I, I can do this, I can figure this out. If it can be done, we will. We will find the way to do it. And that um, probably my own biggest obstacle is learning to ask for help and delegating some of the things I need done as well.
0: Oh, so you're still learning sometimes personally how to do the very thing you're offering other people, which is the perfect match,
1: right? It is, right? What I learn, I can teach. Or or (laughs) you hope that you learn from some of the things you learn from your clients along the way and what you see where we provide the ease for them. And learning my own lesson.
0: Right. And I'm also thinking that it gives you a, a really powerful way to empathize with the people that call you, or maybe the person's got their foot on the gas and then they really slam on the brakes or they have a hard time with how to do that. Well, you know what that feels like, I
1: do,
0: you know, you know what it feels like to free yourself from burdens that you don't need and how to delegate in, in that push, pull that yes, yes no dynamic. And since you intimately know it, it makes it a lot easier for you to relate to your clients, I would imagine.
1: It does. It allows me, I think, that sense to know where it's coming from when you experience it yourself and where you can feel the hesitation and how you can help them get beyond that. Right. We all need a little coaxing and support and a coach.
0: Exactly. So you're like, act as all of those things, different hats on. A little bit, I think, yes. Yes. So What I'm really curious about is, I'm like, I've got lots of curious questions for you. Uh, What I'm really curious about is how do you help people overcome their procrastination? Like here you are with this really great service and somebody says, yeah, it's really great. And then they're kind of procrastinating with what to do. What are some tools that you do? Like somebody's listening to us somewhere and they're going, yeah, that's really great, but I don't really know how I would do it. And so they would procrastinate. What would be a couple steps somebody can start? taking in order to be more comfortable with delegating and organizing and making that shift maybe that they know they need to
1: make, but are a little scared. We do a brain dump initially. I think that's the best way to explain it. It's like, just put down all the things you want to accomplish, all the tasks that you have pending. And then we sort of separate it into what do you like to do? What are you least resistant to doing? Mm-hmm. And what do you need to really do to move you forward the quickest? And let's pick from that list and start there. What's really going to make the biggest difference in your life to get it off your plate? And that you know you're not going to do, no matter how many times is that thing at the bottom of the list that carries over to the top of the list every single day, <laughs> we all have them. And those are typically the best places to start. Because when you see those disappear off the list and they don't get carried over every day, it's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's Freedom, it is freedom, yeah. right? Oh. When I I am the queen of the checklist because I love to put things down and see them go away. And when the list is empty at the end of the day, or those things are at least gone by the end of the week, it it feels so good when it's done. Yeah.
0: Do you ever put anything on the list so you can mark it off? Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> Do- nothing
1: better than starting with the simple things and knowing you've got some checked off right
0: away. Right. And sometimes I'm in the middle and it's not on the list. And so I add it to the list so I can check it off. Then that way I go, wow, look at the done list at the end. All the-
1: it makes you feel good.
0: Yes. It's, it's very fun. It's very, very fun. Yeah, I think fun. we all do
1: that. Even if people won't admit it, I think they do it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we do too, even if we're doing it in our minds so we can pretend like we don't really do right?
1: it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> That's how people do it. So when it comes to learning, getting organized, I have, um, a client of mine who inevitably struggles with, um, papers everywhere, stuff everywhere. That's the description. I've never physically seen it, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's what they say. And when I make the suggestion of maybe having somebody help organize the, the papers, the stuff. I hear some pushback. So obviously they have a little bit of a challenge with it. So if somebody's listening to you and they know they have to do some better organization, but they're feeling resistant to letting someone help them, do you have any steps you could share that maybe could help somebody get started and then they could see where the help could actually be beneficial?
1: Absolutely. Um, Even just doing something virtual like we're doing now, um, where you can hop on a call or FaceTime with somebody and you do it together, you section something out, just start with a small, whether it's one surface and partner up with a friend. If it's not even a professional, put on some music you like, Mm -hmm. call a friend and say, I'm going to get through just this while we're talking on the phone, or we're enjoying this time. It doesn't have to be a horrible task when you do it. If you surround yourself with a little bit of fun, um, it makes it go quicker, and it gets done.
0: I love that idea. I love the fun. I know I, I put on different music to motivate me to do different things.
1: I know I was listening to something the other day and I think it was one of your podcasts where a woman said she had a hard time getting out of bed and she hollers, hey, Alexa, play Uptown Funk. And how can you not get out of bed to that? Right. (laughs) The same thing with doing some of these tasks. Don't make it such a task.
0: Yes, I think that I think the word that we use, if Mm -hmm. you say it's like, oh, I have to do this, that energy alone will suck whatever you have Mm -hmm. out of you. Yeah, that's that's really, really cool. So how do you translate somebody's vision of what they say they want into a reality? Like, I want to be more organized, Nicole, but I don't really know where to start or I don't know what to do. And I've written all these lists and I have all this stuff, but like, now what do I do? How do you translate that?
1: Well, I think you said it perfectly. It's the vision. It's talked through what would the vision, what would this look like? And what would this feel like when it was all done to you perfectly in a perfect world? And then you start rewinding backwards and not making things complicated for people either. Nobody needs a 14 step filing system because then you're never going to remember how to use it. And it's just one more reason not to use it. It's (laughs) it's make the steps simple and easy. It's like when you get the mail and you come in through the garage, sort the mail and don't bring the junk in the house. Then you don't have a pile at the end of the week. That's all the junk mail. Because it never made it to the kitchen counter. To start with. <laughs> it's just, it's sometimes it's just having somebody tell you the simple step to do mm-hmm. it and taking your backwards vision and breaking it down to really realistic. And I think that's part of what has to be, be involved is it has to be realistic. It has to be manageable. It can't be, like I said, 15 steps that you didn't have time to do the first three. So now you're never going to go back and look at it or it's going to feel daunting.
0: Right, I go through that sometimes. If I get too many things, it's like ugh,
1: I can't get through it. So, but I have taking a, somebody's big vision and creating the end uh, result is really what feeds me and our team. That's we all find like, ooh, that was the win. Like this is what you wanted, and you didn't know how you were going to get there, but now it's all done, and it's exactly what you wanted.
0: It's like a it's like a mini genius network, you know. Joe Polish on Genius Network says. Everything can be accomplished with the right genius network. And that's that's his trademark and that's what he calls everything. And I just love that phrase because it's true. You put the right network together and it's a genius network, right? It is. Then you accomplish things beyond your wildest dreams because everybody's doing their part of the vision because that's their piece that they love to do.
1: Right that's how our team works, too. Everybody has things that they're really, really good at. We work great cohesively, and we do everything else, but we have people that like to organize. we have people like to do the relocation. We like people who like to manage the outside home projects and so it really makes us a really great team when you have that whole network.
0: Wow, that is really cool. So what can you think of a somebody you helped a client or somebody a situation and tell us like the before and after like where, how they started and then what ended up happening, what their process was, if they had any challenges or anything that you look back and go, wow, that was really a great
1: transformation for that person. I think we had a client about three years ago and she was an only child. She had had, um, her parents had both passed away. They had been, both parents had been remarried and passed away. She had a great aunt who had passed away and another family member, and then she had gone through a divorce. So in the midst of all of that, everybody's belongings, when homes had been cleaned out, ended up in hers. And then she was divorced and the house was getting sold. And now she had All Mm -hmm. of everybody's items, plus her her own that had to be sorted out. And we worked with her um, for a good number of hours over a couple of weeks. And we broke it down. And it was items that really had to be, everything had to be handled. There was papers that had important documents mixed in with it. Um, There was just numerous, numerous boxes. And to be able to go through that process, narrow it down for her, just the things that she had to look at breaking it down into manageable chunks and then taking care of all of it at the end for her. So she was left with just the important items that she needed. And she, the feeling that she had and the feeling that it gave us, mm-hmm. that she was ready to move on to the next phase of her life without all of that around her, surrounding her with just boxes of stuff.
0: And that's so heavy, that energy of all the the stuff. It's hard to get out of there. And I think that's one of the valuable parts of having a service like you, because you're not emotionally invested. Like you care about the person and Absolutely. you're emotionally invested in the outcome, but you're not invested in the stuff. So that objectivity and that not being in the energy of it is a really valuable piece to help somebody learn how to be free. You know, like sometimes if you ask friends and family, they're too in it with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. To help you get out.
1: hmm right? Yeah. That, that but makes still l- having to understand what the outcome needs to be at the end and how they need to feel about it. Right. Being able to, to work through all of that without separating completely. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really, it's that's a great feeling when, you know, you've helped somebody get to the other side of something that some, just felt so, to use your word, heavy and overwhelming and where to start and that it, it, it was all manageable with some help. Right. So you have to be willing to receive help. You do. Yes. So how do you
0: deal with procrastination?
1: Hmm, are you asking me personally? Because I have some of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I was asking you personally, but I also, you know, with it, how do you help a client? But how do you personally, like you're a visionary, mm-hmm. you're a business owner, you're a mom, you're a wife, you've traveled the world, um, and you have a lot of life experience. and you've created a great business and you've done all the inner personal development work in order to realize the business because our business can only grow as far as we have developed so how do you handle your own procrastination because i'll bet it shows up sometime when it's trying trying to grow to the next level or something happens that that little procrastination little bug tries to jump in so What do you do to keep yourself going after your vision, going after what's important to you, even in the face of that little voice?
1: Right. I think we all get there and it's usually those they're the biggest things that are going to move us forward that we procrastinate the most on. And when we get to them, they're really not as big a deal as we thought they were to get through them. (laughs) Speaking from experience, I just got my taxes finally taken care of. And that's that one thing that I procrastinate on. And when I finally sit down and do it, it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I worked it up in my mind to think it was going to take way more time. And it was going to be way more painful than it was. And it wasn't. And I think that goes back to keeping things manageable in small chunks to reach the goal. Uh, Not thinking that you have to tackle it all at once. So, for me, managing those taxes is breaking it down into that once a month accountability call with my bookkeeper so that at the end of the year, I'm not like, oh, where do I start? But I think that's with everything. Um, Our clients procrastinate less because they get to give us the whole list and we manage Mm. the list. So, that removes some of that procrastination on those tasks that they know they're not going to take care of themselves.
0: So, for all you procrastinators out there, Right. Having somebody like Nicole and her team in your corner, that could be a
1: real win. (laughs) But even at home, I think sometimes the things that I would drag along, my husband will get done quicker or you delegate those over to somebody else. Um, They don't whether it's to a concierge or a business coach or a bookkeeper or somebody else who's going to take care of those tasks quicker if you can't get yourself to them. I think it's okay to let go of things sometimes. Oh, that's a good one.
0: That's true. It's very true. That's a, it's a really good point. It's okay to let go of things. Cause I think sometimes we have a death grip on the things that we want to control and do. We have to do ourselves.
1: We do. When
0: if we stepped back, we would go, don't really need a death grip and I'm bleeding anyway. So I should probably let go.
1: Right. And how good did it feel when it was given away and done?
0: Oh yes. The given away and done, not just avoid it, you know, exactly. or pretend like it's not there, put the head in the sand. And then when it rears up again, you know, but when it gets given away and it's done, that's a whole nother conversation.
1: Right. Because when you're procrastinating on it, it really is. It's just this weight you drag around. It's, it's becomes heavy. You know, it's always there. You feel a little defeated because it's still hanging on. You didn't, you didn't get past it. You didn't move it out of the way it's in your head, you're dragging it around like old luggage or dirty laundry. Or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> right? So how do you manage
0: running this great business and, and your family? Like you have a, a nice work family balance. And so how do you manage that? What are some tips you could share with people who say, you know, I want to have my business and get things going and do things. And I'm a visionary, but I also got a family. Like,
1: How, how do you manage that so effectively? came with a learning curve. Didn't happen overnight, um, especially when you have a home office. Like a lot of people are finding now they're working at home and that looks a lot differently because you need to have really clear boundaries for yourself and your family as to where this is work time and this is not. And it's come with a learning curve for me. One of the best things that I think I was taught was to set the end of my day at the start of my day. And work backwards from it, which is a lot like what we talked about in how you get through tasks. Right. Um, if I have my end time at the end of the day already on my calendar, and I set an alarm for 15 minutes before so I wrap it up, it allows me to really prioritize what needs to get done during the day and how that mm-hmm. falls into line. And with the changes right now, I've my daughter started doing virtual school this year. She's home during the day, so I make it a priority to stop at lunchtime and have lunch with her. And be done and shut the light off in my office by five o'clock. But it's it's just again focusing on the things that that really are your non-negotiables.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that set, setting the end time when the day starts because I I think for a lot of people with all of this COVID and working from home who aren't used to working from home or maybe don't even have a home office set up yet, right, or at all mm-hmm. that. It's easy for it to just keep bleeding into personal time. And then pretty soon, you know, you're resentful because you don't have any personal time and it got sucked away without you paying attention to it happening.
1: So well, I like I think that. We're entire. the same with our phones because yeah. we carry it around and where do you put it down and where do you shut it off and where do you not check emails anymore and where do you just focus on what's right in front of you? and i think that's all life balance right now work and life balance all blend it's all just a blend there's no defined lines unless you create them anymore
0: right so the key is creating the lines that work for you and then mm-hmm. if they
1: and if they stop working change them well and be a little fluid with them too right some days are more flexible than others some days of the week i work a little bit longer to afford to have a little bit less on other days mm-hmm. right
0: mm-hmm. I do that. Mondays are my busy, busy days, but then other days are a lot different. And that's right. the beauty of, of owning your own business. And it's the beauty of delegating your things in your life so that you can create the flexibility in the room and the space. Right. Absolutely. And that's an important, important piece. I think a lot of people who are visionaries are afraid to delegate and give away some of the things that really are in the way of the vision. Oh,
1: I agree. I know that when I'm in a creative space, if I know if I can take certain pieces out of it, it allows my creativity to flow. Um, so much better when I'm not bogged down in the piece the the minutia of it. Sometimes it's the technical aspect and having somebody on my team that I can say, this is my vision and this is what I want to create. And then can you figure out the technical piece that we need to implement to get us there? We have one of those conversations today. So I delegate as well.
0: That is hilarious. I I just had this really huge vision recently and just about an hour ago. I was talking to a friend. I said, "Now I need to delegate this other part, this art part because I'm not the artist and if I sit here and spend a lot of time trying to draw what I'm seeing, it's never going to work. So I've got to find somebody who I can say it to and then I can tell them if, you know." And she's like, "Yeah, that's a really good job delegating." She goes, "That's why you get so much done." I said, "Well, I know what my skill set is and I right? now, And I give away what's not in my skill set. I used to try to do it all because it's fun to play with it. Mm-hmm. But now I see that that, oh, it's fun to play with is a waste of time.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm guilty of that when it comes to our social media. I'm like, oh, I want to create the post this week and then the color <laughs> and then you play with this <laughs> and you find something else. And two hours later, I've gone down the rabbit hole and still haven't gotten the end results. So yes, delegating some of those things that just take up the extra time when you could be doing something much better. Right. So rabbit holes
0: are something that visionaries can fall in very, (laughs) very easily. They can be emotional rabbit holes or perfectionism rabbit holes or overthinking rabbit holes, right? Or just mindless rabbit holes. We can fall down them at any time. That's really hilarious. Yeah, there
1: are potholes and there are rabbit holes, right? The potholes where you get one foot in, the rabbit holes when you're like fully down it, not coming back anytime soon.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. There's potholes and there's rabbit holes. It's so true, right? (laughs) Right. And there's moments that I got the foot in and it's a rabbit hole and I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. Right, move on. (laughs) Keep on going, keep on going. And other times where I'm like, well... I don't know.
1: (laughs) Is anybody looking?
0: (laughs) Is anybody looking? That's true. You know, nobody's watching. (laughs) Nobody's watching and nobody's looking and I don't have anything for a while. I'm really, you know, and then later on, there's that, there's the price you pay, but that's okay. Sometimes it's worth it. It is sometimes. So I know you've traveled around the world and I have a question that's really not business related, but it's fun. And that is, what's the most memorable food that you've eaten? Like you've been all over and and I have found, I have heard some of the best answers about memorable food. So what sticks out in your mind?
1: Memorable food. Well, when we first moved to Germany, we didn't speak the language. So ordering off the menu was literally closing your eyes and pointing and wondering what we were all going to get. So there were a few experiences there. Um, luckily German food is not too crazy. Um, I think the probably the when we were in Croatia, there's a lot of rabbit on the menu. So that would probably be the most out of the box items that I've eaten that wouldn't typically be on our everyday menu.
0: Mm,
1: wow. Mm. Yeah. That's so different. Or you can walk through the open markets in Germany at Christmas time, and they have the full fish, like with his head still on it, and he's been grilled, and he's on a stick, and you can just eat it on the go. That's that's beyond my capacity to do, but <laughs> it happens. It's memorable, all right. It is right. right? No bread needed. Well, it's, it's so no interesting for a fish stick.
0: It's so interesting because when you think about. All the different cultures and the diversity on mm-hmm. this globe, right, and how we handle food, how we handle delegating, how we handle organizing, you know certain countries are way less stuff oriented than a lot of Americans mm-hmm. are, and right. or the sizes of things are different it's completely different in different cultures it is and so do you use any of those kind of diverse viewpoints to help your team and yourself bring better organization to your clients? Like, you know, like what was that book about keeping it simple, that Japanese book, if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it or whatever it was. Right. I can't um, remember. I cannot remember it right now for anything, but a lot of my friends are like holding up stuff. If it doesn't bring me joy, get rid of it. I said, well, <laughs> is that dependent
1: on the mood you're in? I think so. It would or be, how does absolutely. that work? I think it would be very mood dependent, at least for myself, sometimes. Some days are better than others um, on what gives you joy, especially like when you're getting dressed in the morning, right? You could weed out your closet all on one day, and the next day you'd be pretty sorry for it.
0: <laughs> I'd be going, now what happens, now what do I wear, right? So do you use any of the things that you've seen around the world in different ways? to, Or is most of the strategies you use the things that have, are time-tested that you've used? in your own world and your your I think they're pretty
1: time-tested, the things that we use over and over, that we know that they work and they fit. And and because we're a boutique agency, we work really closely and more on an individual basis with people. So we're not cookie cutter, one size doesn't fit all. Um, I think so what works for one person might not be the exact fit for the other or how you lead into working through a process isn't always the same.
0: Oh, okay. That is really, I love how you do your work and I love how you um,
1: handle your life with such poise and such grace. Okay. Well, I love what I do and I love being able to help others and finding ways to help people live a better quality of life.
0: Oh, and so how do you, what is the success indicator that the person lives, lives their vision? Gets their vision? Absolutely. I mean, because here's what I'm thinking. Maybe I should just say it this way. If I, like I'm sitting here, okay, okay, I have some projects I could give Nicole. And I think I have my vision. And I also know people, because I work with visionaries, who will say one thing is their vision. And yet really they're seeking something
1: else. I think it's asking the right questions when you start and continuing to ask the questions along the way because everybody's vision shifts. Sometimes you think, regardless of what it is, you think this might be, it's like the paint color on the wall. You might think that's what you wanted until you get it partly up there. Sometimes you have to step back and take a look at it and reevaluate what that is Um, and not be, I think it's just a process. Mm
0: -hmm. You have to
1: trust who you're working through the process with too.
0: Yeah, there's that trust and that bond, and being and asking questions on both parties' part. Absolutely, you know, always asking questions
1: and being clear with the everybody's expectation.
0: Yes, expectations. Those are big. What they we expect. Are. Out Some of people's
1: are bigger than others. Yes, yes, and based on whatever you're doing, sometimes. And but if you don't, it's communication is really the key to helping everybody get the end result. Yes. So have you ever fired anybody? Hmm. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> we, I am very particular about the level of service that we provide. So when we work with partner providers, I expect that they meet that high level of quality as well. So if you can't, there's probably not a second chance in it for you.
0: That's a clear boundary. And it's,
1: it's setting really clear expectations about when you come on board and what we expect. And then it's just, it, it's a non-negotiable for me. Yes.
0: And that's the clear boundary of communication, which is why your business is so successful. Because there's clarity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever fired a client?
1: I have. That's harder. That's harder. It is harder. I think I've held on longer than I should have. When you know it doesn't work and it's not a good fit and you keep trying to pound that square peg into the round hole, or you think it's you and, um, that's usually my tendency. It must be me. I can figure out how to fix almost everything. So I will figure out how to make this work. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And you have to be clear with the client too, that maybe we're not the best fit for you. This is really what I think you're looking for. And let us help you find that so that you can, can go work with somebody else who can really solve your needs. So Yes. yes, we've had to do that a couple of times.
0: I could, I, you know, I, that's why I was asking you because, because you're, you know, you're really good at problem solving and seeing things and seeing solutions. You're really good at that. And. But then there's, always, there's, you know, there's always that possibility of a disconnect or a mismatch, even if we don't see it to start with.
1: Oh, absolutely. Especially where we work in people's, we work very closely. We're very entwined in people's lives. Very personally, um, we, we see all sides of things and do things for them. And you have to be able to get on that same page together and work together and respect each other. Respect.
0: Yep. I love it. I love it. So what do you do for your own personal stress relief? Like, cause this is a lot, like you manage a family, you know, and a really business and a team of people. And, and so what does Nicole do for her own stress relief?
1: I meditate every day. That's always important to me. It's one of those things that if I set it, it's, I'm very intentional about it because if I miss it, my day runs differently and getting outside those two things are really important to how my day flows and flexible during this time with covid with my daughter being home we've incorporated it, walks into our day and she'll say you know this is the best time that we have together because we're unplugged from everything else when you step outside and you just take a walk and you watch the birds and you yeah you just reconnect with life right as think- from some of the busyness
0: And I think that's so important, especially during all this time of COVID and all the uncertainties in the world to take a minute and disconnect and unplug and go Mm -hmm. outside and be in nature and just let it all go. All the static and electronics and stuff go and, and just be connected to the birds. We have a lot of bunnies in my neighborhood and, I love watching the little bunnies. They're so We have some
1: of them too. we have a retention pond behind our place. So it's like our own personal Audubon society. We have more unique and different birds to watch all the time.
0: Yeah, there you go. So that's a perfect way to connect with nature is just go be with whatever the nature is around us.
1: It is. I think it's just shutting off some of the outside noise and just sometimes you just have to sit and be. Be quiet once in a while to hear
0: everything else. Yes. We can, some things that we can only hear in the silence.
1: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yes,
0: that's true. That's true. So when you look ahead at the years ahead at your own life, what kinds of things do you see?
1: Well, I hope to see more travel in my own future as well as in the future for our clients again. Um, and we are looking to branch into Nashville. So we're taking Carver concierge is going to have a location there. This hopefully in 2020 still, we keep bumping the timeline out a little bit. We've had some setbacks, but we're ready. We're ready to expand our services and offer, um, those to, to more clients in a new location. Um, and again, to be out and travel and see new people and meet new people and take my family places, that's the future plan.
0: Oh, that's a great plan. And we're going to hold that vision for you. And so Nashville is your next location. How great. I have lots of friends in Nashville. Oh, good. A lot of contacts in Nashville, a lot of friends and um, business people I know there. That's it's a beautiful city.
1: It is a beautiful city. It's going to be a great, fun place to be. Yes. And you'll get to travel in between. We will, right? (laughs) That's the best part about living in Tampa, too. We're such a central hub to every other place you want to go in the world. That's right. Just go get on a plane. That's right. As soon as we can.
0: Yes. So what kinds of things do you um, engage in for your own development, business-wise and personally? Like, cause we always are growing and I know you meditate every day. That's part of a big part of personal development, but is there anything else that you do that helps you develop yourself as a mom and a woman and a business owner and all of those things that you would like to talk about?
1: Well, from the business side, I've had a coach all through, well, basically all through my business career as an entrepreneur and that keeps me focused. Um, they keep me on track. They help stimulate new ideas. And I think that's a huge piece and also, um, in part of a concierge collaborative. So coming together with other people that do like-minded things or just other business women, uh, participating in a mastermind, I think those are always great places to, um, rejuvenate your own ideas mm. and keep, keep the juices flowing and keep things new and positive. It's really important.
0: Yeah. I think that having connection with other people, like real connection with other like-minded people
1: that get us. Mm-hmm. in whatever the venue is, Absolutely. is vital to our success. It is. It is. Absolutely. And then just staying in touch with friends and family and as, as spending time with them when you can.
0: Yes, that's amazing. So is there anything you wanted to talk about that I haven't covered yet? Because I know I've asked you a ton of questions and I love, I love talking about these things. Because I, I mean, when you think about organizing and delegating your life, it's personal and it's business. It's all of, it. it's yes to all of it. You know, so I I have so many things. And so is there anything that I'm missing or anything that you came on the show thinking, Oh, I want to talk about
1: this. And I didn't ask. I think we talked about a lot of things. I just think what, what brings me the joy in what we do is the, even the small things and the piece to the big things that we do helps move other people's life forward in the right direction. It helps get them where they want to go a little quicker. It makes the road a little easier. And that's really why we do what we do, why I do what I do.
0: And so that's a real definition of a service leader.
1: There's joy in it. We've done some really amazing relocation projects where we managed everything and um, tackled some big things. And just knowing that how easy it was for somebody else to to whether it was the woman who was moving out of her home to somebody who's maybe moving to a new state or a new town or incoming into Tampa or just the everyday list. It really does make, what we do does make a difference in somebody else's life. And that's a good feeling.
0: Oh, that's great. I love it. So my final question is for the billboard that the whole world's gonna see, what would you put on it?
1: Stay tuned. Great things coming soon. Oh, I
0: love that. Stay tuned. Great things are coming soon. That's always that is great because there's always something great right around the bend. There's always something great Great. right here, right now.
1: Yep. Keep watching. Great things are coming. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, I want to thank you, Nicole, for being on the show with me today and letting me ask you all these great questions because I'm always fascinated by watching the work that you do and your passion for it and your ability to be such a, a great woman, a great leader, a great mom, a great wife. It's like you have found this great equilibrium type balance that I really admire. So thank you for taking time out with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Diane. It was such a pleasure. So remember everybody, if you have heard anything that Nicole
0: said and you're like, oh man, I gotta know her, go to the show notes right now and connect with her because there's links there of how you can follow her on social media, how you can connect with her directly and allow her to support you in the same way that maybe you're looking for and didn't know it was possible. I'm sure she'll have a solution for you somehow, some way, but let her know you heard her here so she can realize that everything she's doing is even more magnificent than even she can see. So remember to keep your face to the sun because the shadows fall behind you. Then you're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a purpose. So all of us, let's go out there and make a difference and make some noise with our gifts, with a lot of joy in our heart until the next episode of someone gets me. Be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.